This is The Jerry Callahan Show. This one out of the way right off the bat. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I uh, said that 10-year-old rape victim did not exist. I said Joe Biden was making it up. He wasn't. She exists, sadly. Uh, She had an abortion. She got raped. Uh, We know why Joe Biden didn't mention the rapist. We know why the media wasn't all that concerned about the rapist, I think. We believe He's an illegal alien. I think it, uh, it obviously, I screwed up. I, I didn't believe him. I mocked him. But I'll tell you what's much worse than that. It's using a 10-year-old rape victim for political purposes, which is what Joe Biden did and many other people did too. The story is disturbing, to say the least. We got all the details. We'll get into that. I'll tell you what else we got to do. Ironhead, we have to apologize to one of the Uvalde police officers, the guy with the Punisher logo on his phone. That's that guy that we were uh, ridiculing standing outside the uh, classroom where 112, uh, classroom 112 where a bunch of kids, 19 kids and two teachers were shot. Well, it turns out that guy looking at his phone was the husband of one of the teachers. And he did indeed try to, according to reports, try to get in there and save his wife. She, she was texting him. So I guess I can't blame that guy for looking at his phone. And I certainly, uh, uh, I'm not going to include that guy in this, uh, as we're mocking the entire Uvalde Police Department. Apparently, he tried. He tried to save his wife. He lost his wife. We'll give you the details on that. I um, the can I don't like the Kansas City Royals' chances in Toronto this weekend. <laughs> the Kansas City Royals will head to Toronto to play the Blue Jays without ten of their players including Andrew Benatendi, uh, all-star Andrew Benatendi, who will who, who said, I'm not vaccinated, my choice, I'm not going. These guys, this is, you have to give them credit for standing on principle because they're losing service time. They're losing uh, money. They're losing salary to do this. And lots of them are just, you know, borderline major leaguers. They're Kansas City Royals, after all. But they ain't going, like a lot of players, to Toronto and It amazes me how the sports media, which, as we know, is as woke as the news media, blames the players. Don't blame Canada. Don't blame the rules, the laws that uh, the restrictions that don't that uh, that's uh, forbid these guys from playing, even though there's no risk. There's no danger. There's no uh, there's no great super spreader. There's certainly no risk of hospitalization or death. Don't blame Toronto. Blame the guys who don't want an unnecessarily unnecessary jab. It's amazing to me that we're still doing it and we'll be joined by turtle man turtle boy had another incredible story he just he's just a damn good journalist what can you say a damn good journalist and he puts the boston globe to shame again with a story about a boston city councilor a a hero to the boston globe which turns out was not completely forthcoming about this woman Tanya Fernandez Anderson will tell you this little detail that the Boston Globe left out when they were uh, when they were uh, writing a glowing tribute to the first Muslim woman elected to the Boston City Council and Council. And AOC has suddenly had a change of heart. She suddenly has a problem with people accosting 
public officials, with the uh, people harassing politicians uh, on the street. We have the we have the video, we have the sound. It's amazing. We'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show. But first. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by Fabric. Life is already complicated. What if getting term life insurance to protect your family could be easy? Fabric has moved life insurance all online, so getting a policy that's right for your family isn't complicated at all. In fact, it couldn't be easier. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help make it easier to manage your family's finances. You don't need to schedule anything or make time for phone calls or appointments. Just apply online when it's convenient for you. In less than 10 minutes, you can apply, see your quote, and personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You can also be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric has over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com, and it's fully backed by Vantus Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. So you can feel confident you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. Protect your family's financial future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash jerry. That's meetfabric.com slash jerry. Fabric insurance policies issued by Vantus Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. All right, I'll just say it again and again and again. I was wrong. I was shocked to see, to hear that the 10-year-old rape victim in Ohio actually exists I'm telling you, I saw this. The, I got the, the Columbus Dispatch has the report. Um, uh, she, she, she was raped multiple times by a man. Uh, and um, this man is referred to in many snooze stories as a Columbus man. He's been living in Columbus for seven years. Um, the, uh, the county prosecutor there, Dan Meyer, said he's probably not a legal resident. He's probably here illegally. Uh, he doesn't speak English. When he went to court, he needed an interpreter. Um, it, it, the, the, the defense, uh, the, the uh, appointed lawyer for him um, was very upset that they set the bail so high. I believe it was 250000 because, you know, he's a hardworking Columbus man. He's been working at a cafe for seven years. I'm sorry, the bond is $2 million, so he's not getting out anytime soon, which is good because he's from Guatemala, it turns out. Uh, all these mainstream media outlets keep referring to him as a hardworking Columbus man. He's a 27-year-old Guatemalan there. We believe, I'll, I'll couch it, uh, I'm sorry, the county prosecutor believes he's there illegally, um, which is why Joe Biden did not seem all that concerned with the perpetrator when he used the 10-year-old rape victim in his speech about abortion. Now, again, I, 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 I apologize. I admit I was wrong. I thought it was all made up. It wasn't. But you know what's worse than, than not believing, than being uh, skeptical of a story like this? I would say using a 10-year-old girl who was raped by a 27-year-old illegal alien repeatedly Apparently the guy admitted it uh, and he impregnated her. By the way, he impregnated her when she was nine. I, I, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm not, I didn't pay that close attention to things in biology classes. I didn't even know you could get pregnant when you were nine. I mean, uh, anything's possible, but it seems unlikely. But anyway, he did, he repeatedly raped her when she was nine. He impregnated her. 
that's rape. Any reference to, uh, you know, sex or that's rape. That's a violent crime. Uh, The man should spend his life in prison, either in in an Ohio prison or a Guatemalan prison. There's no debate about that. But when you think about it, the, the fact that people like Joe Biden and many others heard about this and their first thought was, Ooh, this is a good case for uh, uh, not restricting abortion. Ohio is has uh, restricted abortion. They had, I think they had one of the trigger laws where as soon as Roe v. Wade was overturned, they their laws uh, go into place where you can't get an abortion after six weeks. This child got an abortion at six weeks and three days. Does that sound convenient? Does that sound a little suspicious to anybody? They didn't report it. The attorney general of Ohio said he talked to everybody, investigated it on his end, and there were no reports of a rape of a 10-year-old child. He had doubts, which is another reason I doubled down and doubted Joe Biden. But the thing that Biden did that was that made that made me doubt it was he was upset that the child had to go to Indiana to get an abortion. He didn't seem all that upset that he got, that she got raped. I mean, nobody was mentioning this is sick. This is barbaric. We need to find this man. He needs to do, you know, do life in prison. They were more upset that she had to travel a couple hours to Indiana, which she did to get an abortion. Here's the, here's the uh, thing that makes the whole thing seem so cynical is she didn't have to. It was, there are circumstances under which abortion remains legal in, in uh, Ohio. And one of them is uh, the life of the mother, the health of the mother, and this would clearly apply. So uh, elected officials in Ohio said she didn't have to go to Indiana. So the whole thing was about politics. The whole thing was uh, the, the, the reason it was, given fed to the president so he could you know pretend to be outraged about a 10 year old child get that get that clip i'll admit I, I i looked at it the first time and said i don't believe him i still look at it and say this is this is despicable he's using this child he's not outraged about the rape he's outraged that she had to travel to terminate the pregnancy you think that would be secondary you know she she had to travel the first thing you should be how can this happen? How can we allow this in America? An illegal alien coming here and raping, I assume, a, a child, uh, a, a U.S., a 10-year-old U.S. citizen. I want to. I want you to get two cuts. Get the president again with the fake outrage, but also the attorney general of Ohio with uh, Jesse Waters the other night. That's one of the reasons that I was so convinced this didn't actually happen. Okay, this first we'll, first we'll do the president. And if he knows the story is true, if he knows what happened, that this kid in Ohio got raped multiple times when she was nine by an illegal alien, you think that would be the real source of outrage? But no, she had to get in a car and have some of these uh, abortion activists drive her to Indiana because it was three days past the deadline in Ohio. According to them, turns out there was no deadline, but... Let's listen to the president pretend to be outraged uh, and, and use this child politically. Go ahead. Ten years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana 
to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Now that I know it's true, I shouldn't be laughing. But the poor girl had to travel to uh, Indiana to terminate the, the presidency. Man, what a hero she'd be if she could actually do that. But, uh, <laughs> okay, maybe shouldn't have played that. Uh, but, A, A, he doesn't mention, I mean, he's, he's mad that she had to travel, but the fact that she got raped as a nine-year-old doesn't seem to be a big, doesn't seem to be an issue with him. It's amazing. Someone told him this happened, this actually happened. Now, this was this. The whole story was advanced by abortion activists. That's why the AG of Ohio was left out of the loop. It didn't. If he stepped in and arrested the guy and said he's an illegal alien and said she could get an abortion in Ohio because she's a child, it would have ruined the whole narrative. So they kept him out of the loop. I think they committed crimes. I mean, not reporting a rape of an, a nine-year-old that's a crime. But the doctor, the abortionists who took her to Indiana or did the procedure in Indiana, uh, didn't mention that, didn't mention, you know, to tell the cops in Ohio or the attorney general, the prosecutors, uh, didn't, didn't bring that up. Just wanted to point out that the poor girl had to travel uh, to Indiana to get this procedure. But this is weird. This is weird. This is the attorney general a day before, I believe, yeah, a day before, the night before the arrest of uh, Fuentes, the night before the arrest, uh, the night before the story breaks in uh, in uh, Columbus uh, from the uh, Columbus Dispatch, and I'll get you some of the details that they reported. Uh, Gerson Fuentes is his name, who had an apartment on Columbus's northwest side. The story doesn't mention the fact that he's probably an illegal alien to like 20 paragraphs in. Again, this is, they don't want to distract from the narrative. The narrative is you shouldn't have to drive an hour to get an abortion. That's the important thing to Biden and the, the woman that, and the people who facilitated this, uh, this whole thing where she had to travel. Anyway, uh, the attorney general goes on with Jesse Waters, national show, big show, and sounds to me convinced like I was, that it didn't happen. This is the, and according to him, he reached out to people around Ohio and said, nobody has a report of this rape. This was the night before the guy was arrested. The whole thing stinks, but go ahead. Let's listen to, uh, what's his name? David Yost with Jesse Waters. Looking into this, a police report was filed. Not a whisper. And we work closely with the, we have a decentralized law enforcement system in Ohio, um, but we have regular contact with prosecutors and local police and sheriffs, not a whisper anywhere. Something maybe even more telling, Jesse, is my office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit, you're going to have biological evidence, and you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. Yeah, and if it's if it's a family member, then it's even an easier way to find the DNA right there. You just call the father, the uncle, the grandfather, anything, and you and you and you get the guy's DNA and you lock him up. It's also a crime to hide child rape 
isn't isn't it against the law if you have a 10 year old girl come in obviously she's not of the age of consent they have to report that to law enforcement and if they don't that abortion doctor or any doctor should be prosecuted in your state correct that's correct um now the doctor in indiana isn't in our jurisdiction obviously we don't know who the originating doctor in ohio was if they even exist but the bottom line is uh, it is a crime if you're a mandated reporter to fail to report. It's also the fact that in Ohio, uh, the rape of a 10-year-old means life in prison. I know our prosecutors and cops in this state. There's not one of them that wouldn't be turning over every rock in their jurisdiction if they had the slightest hint that this had occurred there. This, uh, all right, I, 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 I'm not alone. Everybody was skeptical, including this guy, and it still stinks. It still stinks that the guy, that there's no report, no evidence, not a whiff, whisper in Ohio. So the girl gets raped in Columbus. They take her to Indiana. They somehow get the story to the commander-in-chief who's making, who's doing a uh, speech about abortion, expanding abortion and protecting abortion, and he gets word that a 10-year-old had to travel to Indiana for uh, for an abortion. And none of the cops in Columbus, none of the prosecutors know anything about it. These people are sick. Again, I didn't believe it. I was wrong. But what this what this group of people, these these abortion fanatics did is much is so much worse when you think about it. Obviously, the girl uh, is the victim here. Obviously, the girl's traumatized. But they want to use her. They're using a 10-year-old child who was raped repeatedly by an alleged illegal alien. And the issue is that she had to take a little car ride to, to go end the pregnancy. I would say that's secondary, especially when you consider that she could have done it in Ohio. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it is the the lengths people will go, and we've certainly talked about Liz Warren, who's trying, who, who's who's pure evil, who's trying to shut down uh, pregnancy crisis centers. We've heard from the witnesses in front of Congress and the Senate, uh, the House and the Senate this week, who are just fanatics. I mean, you had that lunatic professor with the two nose rings, you know, who believes in abortion up to the moment of birth. A child's about to be born and they decide they don't want, it's a girl. They don't want a girl. They want a boy. You can end that pregnancy. That's a law professor at Berkeley. Yesterday I had this lunatic saying the greatest thing she ever did was abort her baby. I'm not sure this is working out the way the abortion proponents had hoped. People, average people, middle America are taking a look at this and saying, wow, these people are nuts. It's not about ending a pregnancy at six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks. These people are all in on ending the pregnancy when the baby is viable. That's barbaric. That's only legal in like seven countries, including China and North Korea and a couple of other places you don't want to be associated with. That's sick. That's sick. And this using a 10 year old child to advance your cause, 10 year old rape victim to advance your cause. I have a feeling the story's going to just disappear from most of the mainstream media. In fact, it already has. Uh, the, the Columbus Dispatch will cover it, I assume, like I said, buried deep in the story. It says uh, the prosecutor, Dan Meyer, said he's probably an illegal alien. And he also says, by the way, that might not be his real name or his real identity. So that will be the story for 
I, I, I guess, a local angle. But the national media will absolutely turn and run from the story when it turns out the guys here illegally and probably, you know, committed uh, crimes, you know, various other crimes with different names and everything else. That If that's the case, forget it. It's over. We're never going to hear from them again. The, the girl has served her purpose. She has... Uh, She's given the president of the United States a talking point. You would think if you, and we know how tone deaf this White House is, you would think if you really wanted to pretend to care, you know, there'd be a follow-up. There'd be some, maybe not Joe Biden, because he's busy stumbling and bumbling around the Middle East, but, uh, you know, I think Kamala Harris or somebody in the administration, Jill Biden, would say, reach out and say, gee, you know, well, how's she doing? We like, feel so bad for this poor child. But you'll hear none of that because she's served her purpose. The 10-year-old told the police that Fuentes was the father. Fuentes admitted it. He admitted to repeatedly raping a child who was impregnated at uh, at, at nine, according to, uh, according to the uh, Columbus Dispatch. This is my favorite part. Clark Torbett, the attorney... The public defender attorney said it's unconstitutional to hold Fuentes without bond because the DNA test is still pending. So the public defender wants to let an illegal alien who might be using an alias, let him go without bail after admitting to raping a 10-year-old. It is a sick, sad story, but uh, it's it's the, the, the people... Obviously, you have a really evil bastard who hopefully will be away, put away for life. But you also have politicians using this, which is just scummy, just sick. And again, I could not have been more wrong. I did not believe it. I did not think this child existed. I did not think this rape happened. I was wrong. But well, in fact, I guess, you know what? I gave these people too much credit. I said they would not actually use a 10-year-old child. To advance their cause, they wouldn't. I mean, what kind of human being would do that? Well, now we know the president would do that. Well, I mean, when the attorney general starts talking like that, you tend to believe him usually. Yeah, he was pretty convincing. I mean, and he said it like I checked in, I called around, I talked to people and there's no, not a whisper. He said, not a whisper. That's when I doubled down and said, this, this can't, this, this could not have happened. If it did, this guy would know. I mean, this guy would know. So you're telling me they didn't go to the Columbus police. They went to some Indiana abortion activist who, uh, uh, I got her name here, who facilitated the travel, the trip, and then uh, somehow got word to the White House. Man, that is one, that is one cynical person who's thinking first about advancing her cause or political cause rather than this 10 year old child who uh, has to be traumatized and uh, God, you know, God bless her. hope she, uh, hope she recovers. Okay. But I can't imagine it. He probably turns out he did it, you know, whatever, many, many, many times, not just, not just once or twice, many, many times raping a nine year old, a nine year old. And I guess we'll, you know, eventually some people get around to asking what the hell was he doing here? If he indeed is an illegal alien, what the hell was he doing here? But that is uh, the latest from Columbus. I assume Joe Biden will move on. You know, the abortion fanatics, Liz Warren will move on from this child. Now that we, uh, now that we think the rapist 
was illegal, was here illegally. But all right, let's move on to Rivaldi. Let's let's move on to something else that I screwed up and you screwed up, Ironhead Man. I uh, I still believe the Uvalde Police Department are a bunch of cowards. I still believe they should fire them all, prosecute them all. I still believe the Chief Arredondo, that slob, should be doing hard time. I don't know how these men can protect this community can and can show their faces. Hell, these cowards weren't city uh, Uvalde town or city policemen. They were school department policemen. Their job is to protect schools. How can they do that today? How can they ever do it again? It's just stunning to think that they're on the job. We, we showed you the video yesterday, the really disturbing video, the most disturbing video you'll ever see from uh, the Austin Statesman. Uh, and, uh, we showed, it was a four minute video. There's much, much more. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it even, it's, it's, it's much worse. As you pointed out yesterday, this probably screams, this probably I mean, when they eventually get in the room, I assume we see bloody kids, corpses. I mean, it's just, you can't even fathom how gruesome the video must be in its entirety. We got a four minute clip. We got to see one cop sanitizing his hands. We got to see cops holding other cops back from going in to save children. It's, it's, it's just sickening. The whole thing is sickening, but we did, I admit, we mocked one cop. There were two cops looking at their phones. Hand, <clears throat> hand sanitizer man looked at his phone, leaned up against the wall, and was like scrolling through his phone. He's the one that washed his, uh, sanitized his hands while waiting, while listening to children die. We have yet to get that guy's identity. But there was another guy, kind of a big guy, husky guy, and he was looking at his phone, and you could see from the camera that there was a Punisher uh, logo on the phone, which... Is that like just his background? Is that instead of having a picture of his dog, like most people or kids, he has a picture of the Punisher logo? Yeah. So we mocked him as we tend to do, and uh, it didn't look good. But this just, I think this is just breaking, um, or it broke last night. This is uh, from the New York Post. The cop husband of slain Uvalde teacher, Eva Morales was caught on video checking his phone during the massacre before he was allegedly stopped from saving her. A Texas lawmaker revealed Ruben Ruiz, an officer with the school police department came under scrutiny after new security footage showed him picking up his phone, bearing a Punisher lock screen while responding to the May 24th massacre that left 19 kids and two teachers dead. Texas representative Joe Moody took to Twitter Wednesday afternoon to out Ruiz saying the cop had been in touch with his dying wife after she was shot while shielding her students from the gunman. This is the guy that we thought that we mocked. Well, I mean, we, we, we mocked them all. It was certainly the guys who ran away from the gunfire. We will continue to mock them. We certainly will continue to mock Arredondo. But the guy looking at his phone and we were wondering what, what else, what he, what he was looking at may have been looking at a text from his dying wife. So apologies to Ruben Ruiz. If this is true, and according to this Texas state rep who revealed the story after hearing, you know, so much criticism of these cops revealed <clears throat> at least one of them had good reason to look at his phone. His wife was in the classroom bleeding out and 
We don't have video of this, I don't think. But he also tried to get in there. And I don't know how you they stop him. I mean, if I'm not going to criticize him anymore. That, that was a mistake. But he's, he's a pretty big guy. He looks like a pretty stout, strong guy. Is there going to be video of him frantically trying to push his way in the class and these cops, his fellow officers, stopping him, tackling him? What, tasing him? How did they stop him? His wife is literally texting, we believe, saying, honey, you know, they shot, uh, they shot me. I'm dying. And he is forced to stand in the hallway and, and, and let her die. I think there was reports of that happening. I, there was no video, but I remember when this first happened, there was reports of something like that. I could be, well, uh, well you see on the, but. you see on the video, a cop, another cop, it might be a couple of cops kind of moving down the hallway toward the class and one cop. And he's going to have to live with this man. He stops him. He says, Nope, Nope. Stay back. Stay back. I assume taking orders from Arredondo, but you can't, ju- I'm just going to assume Ruben Ruiz, the big guy with the Punisher logo on his phone, that guy is just going to say, okay, okay. My wife just texted me, said, please help, but I'll wait behind the wall. You know, let me know when you need me. He had to be kicking and screaming, which will be wild video. It's probably more video that they've, uh, that they're, that they're holding back or surprised. But, but again, the Austin Statesman has 45, they have almost the entire time in the hallway. They got a lot more. The news media is a TV station and a newspaper that have their hands on the video that have only given us four minutes. If they give us the whole thing, can you imagine how disturbing it's going to be? Screams, the cries for help, the cops like Ruiz trying to get in there and being stopped by their colleagues. How do these guys even work together? Like how have they worked together for the past month and a half? It just seems like they have to stop this, get fire. These guys tell them they can quit and, and start a new bring in cops from another town, bring in state troopers. I don't understand how they're, how it can possibly be business as usual in this town. This guy lost his wife in that room and he wasn't allowed to go save her. Again, I'm full of apologies today. My apologies to Ruben Ruiz, the officer who was looking at his phone and then standing in the hallway and doesn't look good, but he had to have been out of his mind. And and will we see that, that I got to get in there? My wife's in there. It, it, it's, it's such a bad look. And again, we only played a couple of minutes of it, but you literally have four or five cops running, covered in body armor, rifles, helmets, goggles, running from the place which they, they were supposed to go into, you know, running the wrong direction. <laughs> They're paid to go in and they ran out. How is that not, be, you know, criminal? Forget fireable. How is that not criminal? But at least one guy has uh, a good explanation and our condolences to him. It must be brutal what he's going through. But uh, blame your uh, blame your colleagues, Officer Ruiz, blame your chief, blame the, 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 the Uvalde PD, because, man, are they disgusting. Uh, our Nick on Long Island says more video is going to be released tomorrow. I don't know how that works. I saw Ryan Petty. He's the father of a girl who was killed in Parkland, and he said he fought hard to suppress or the, the video from Parkland because it's video of a guy killing a bunch of kids in school, and you don't really think that serves a public interest but this this does you get to see negligence or incompetence or cowardice 
on the part of the police. No need to protect the police. I mean, protecting the families of the dead kids. No one's asking for a video of dead kids. No one. But the procedure, the, 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 the job they, that they failed to do, we need to see that. We have a right to see that. These are public employees, public servants who failed, and the results were unfathomably tragic. We need to see all the video, and I have a feeling it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. Right, we got to get to Turtle Boy. Uh, Turtle Boy has an amazing story, which I love because it makes the Boston Globe look bad anytime he embarrasses the Globe. One weird Worcester blogger does better journalism, more journalism in a day than you get from the globe in a year. And I'm not even exaggerating. He has an amazing story about a Boston city council, which was ignored or suppressed by the Boston globe. We'll get to turtle boy and we'll get to the uh, video of, uh, of uh, a, uh, a comedian harassing AOC who suddenly thinks that public servants and politicians should not be subjected to stuff like that in public. It's funny when it happened to Brett Kavanaugh, she was all in, but a comedian mocking her in public. She suddenly wants, she wants him arrested, but the video is priceless. Uh, we we got to see that. And we do have, uh, we do have a uh, Kamala moment, a Kamala moment. She never, I mean, every time she speaks, we, we get a chance to laugh at our completely, completely incompetent and <laughs> brainless vice president. But uh, we'll get to all that. But first, all right, our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens, is a product I've added to my morning routine, and I use it every day. Instead of taking daily supplements for my nutrition, I use AG1 to get 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole-source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day right. The founder of Alva Athletic Greens experienced a bunch of gut health issues and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine costing him over a hundred bucks a day. This led him to take his health into his own hands and create Athletic Greens for a more optimal nutrition routine. Ever since I started taking AG1, I've noticed improved energy throughout the day, better sleep and improved recovery after my runs and workouts. All I do is put one scoop in a glass of water each morning. I used to, I drink water all the time in the morning. Now I just add a scoop and I'm good to go. It has a mild and tropical taste, and it's much easier than choking down a bunch of vitamins in pill form. And it's way cheaper than the alternatives, costing less than three bucks a day. If you're going to invest in anything, it might as well be your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jerry. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash g-e-r-r-y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey! Ah, there he is, the turtle man. I hate to do this because, you know, you are. You, are, you know, sometimes I hate you, sometimes I love you, but uh, you are. You, what you look a start. At, look, look, at, look at this weirdo. Look at this weirdo. Just just sitting, huh? you know, sitting in his basement. You look pale. You look like you haven't been out in a while. Uh but you is this are a roast. Is this a roast? I thought we were are, talking. Yeah. Okay. You are, <laughs> you are the best journalist. I'm going to say in new England, you know, there's still some people around the world, you know, around, around the country, but in new England, I love this, this one weird Worcester blogger. We all know what a, what a lunatic he is. Absolutely beats the Boston globe to, to any, almost every important story 
embarrasses the globe on a regular basis, a globe which has like a staff of 100 woke, you know, 28 year olds from from uh, Colombia who wouldn't know a story if it jumped in bed with them. And this 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 weirdo who uh, what college did you go to? The UMass. The UMass. I mean, what kind of loser, you know, makes something of himself have to go to UMass. Uh just kills the globe at every turn. And this is a great example. It's a great story anyway. And just the way you, you flushed it out. If you haven't seen it, go to TB Daily News and read about Boston City Councilor Tanya Fernandez Anderson. She's a uh, the first Muslim American or Muslim woman to be elected in Boston. It's a historic first. Historic yeah. first. That's that's what it's all about. You could and, and you could just see I could see it. The Boston Globe writing a tribute to her, a glowing tribute, because that's all that matters to the Globe. She's a minority. She's a Muslim. Isn't this wonderful? The fact that she's a complete lunatic who, you know, racist and uh, just just a terrible. And she was here and she was here illegally before the pathway to citizenship. She was here illegally. And if you follow her on Twitter, she everybody's racist. Everything's racist, including the fact that her husband is still in prison because he murdered uh, an immigrant, by the way, murdered, shot an immigrant dead, a Lebanese immigrant for forty six dollars. Forty six bucks. Turtle Boy has all the receipts, pictures, everything. The police report, everything which was available to the Boston Globe. Well, they could have done this easily. They could have actually done a real story, done real journalism. But no. I guarantee you, Turtle Boy, I get, and you know this, that there were editors, reporters, you know, quote unquote, activists at the Boston Globe who knew this, had this. I mean, they, they maybe they just heard this and refused to investigate because they didn't want it to ruin the narrative. We leave that to you. Turtle Boy yeah. ruins narratives. This yeah, is just a- in- and it's it's interesting because the if it was some like somebody like Rayla Campbell, right, a Republican who has no chance of winning in Boston, if this was her husband that was in prison, do you think they would write about it? Of course not. I mean, of course they would. Of course they would. And and it's funny because because she's the powerless. You're, you're the minority. Like you're you you represent a party that has no chance of winning. Aren't they supposed to go after the powerful, the people that assume the positions that automatically get them? That's Tanya Fernandez. She's not oppressed. She's part of the powerful. She got elected specifically, not in spite of her identity, but largely because of her identity, which she, you, know, you wouldn't campaign on the fact that like, I'm a Muslim woman, elect me, I'm going to be the historic first. If you didn't th- think that was an advantage to helping you right. win in a city of Bo- in a city like Boston. And it's all, uh, it's all that matters. It's all that matters. It doesn't uh, clearly, this is the best example that all that matters is she's a Muslim. She's a minority. She's a radical, a lefty. She hates, you know, cops. She hates you know, the white power structure, all the usual things. Check, check all the boxes for the Boston globe. And when uh, I'll just ask you, how did you find out that her husband is a convicted murderer? Well, I got a tip, uh, some guy on Twitter, you know, I got a deep uh, DM about it. And I saw this tweet that didn't get much play. And it says, it's a picture of her four days ago, posting her anniversary pictures, like celebrating her anniversary with her husband. And I noticed the background is this um, like Hawaiian theme or something like that, like a beach theme. And it's clearly like a blue screen. And I'm like, I've seen that before. Oh yeah. That's what they have in Shirley. <laughs> that's like when you have visitation day in Shirley, they let you stand in front of this. Like, it looks like you're at the beach. It's as close as the level really? of the beach. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I reckon it's like the DCF visitors room. I, I recognize it from a mile away in some of these pictures. And get that, I, uh, get that Ironhead, get the picture from TB daily news of her, uh, get the post. It's a Twitter post, right? It's, it's, a, it's a Twitter. It's a tweet about four days ago and she turned off all replies to it. So oh. you can only reply 
if you, if she's following you. So she's never done that before. And it's like, well, obviously, and she takes a lot of crap because she says insane things. She's like the new, you know, little miss, uh, squad around here. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she's like the new Ayana basically. And so, so she tweets this out and it doesn't get much attention because nobody can respond to it. And so I see it. And then I look up this guy's name and lo and behold, there's this whole thing called the A and uh, R project. Her husband's name is Tanzarius. And when he was 18 years old, uh, him and a, a woman, a 16 year old set up this guy that uh, she uh, like, basically she said, she said he had money and they, she set them up to rob him. They weren't supposed to kill him, but they did because he's, he began yelling, police, police, police. And with his accent, it sounded like police, like he was going to call police or something. They panicked. They shot him. He died. And uh, he, he was arrested a couple months later and charged and tried. And he's appealed a bunch of times. Every conviction has been kept in place, basically. I mean, he's got no nothing. Three eyewitnesses all pick him out. He claims that they're all lying, that they did it. That's literally his defense is that the witnesses are lying. There he is. And <laughs> now that happened. He was incarcerated in since 2000. And if you do the math, she's saying this is 13 years since I'm, you realize I'm the fairest of them all. I'm assuming that's their anniversary. Uh, and so that would be 2009, which means he was, she, she's like fell in love with the guy who was incarcerated already for nine years, married him in prison. And somehow when the Boston globe did a glowing tribute to her last year about her life and her history and how she came to this country and all this stuff and her, her mother and her father, they didn't mention the fact that she's married to a prisoner, to a man who's doing life for murdering an immigrant. Somehow that escaped them. That was like, they didn't ask her, like, so are you married? That, that would be one of the first things. Like, who's your spouse? And I, who's your mother? Or who's your father? Who's your spouse? It's kind of like the first thing people want to know about you. Well, you know, and they just no, didn't do it. No, terrible. They did it. They know it and they suppressed. This is the Boston Globe. This is the other, this is a great example. This is why you're so good at this. The great example of the corruption of the Boston Globe, that the lack of morality, ethics, they don't care. They yeah. knew she was married to a murderer. They knew he was in prison. They left that out, conveniently left that out because their job, as you point out, is to protect the powerful. That's what they do. That's what Satan does. That's what the Boston Globe does. They protect the powerful. They comfort the comfortable, afflict the afflicted. And that's why this story is so good. Obviously, you get the police report, which always helps. Murdering an innocent uh, uh, Lebanese immigrant for $46, lying about it, uh, accusing everyone of being racist and on that. By the way, look at that picture. Tell me he doesn't have the, the eyes, like those eyes, those uh, Aaron Hernandez eyes where you just, there's just no soul. This guy's, <laughs> this guy, he's a little scary. Is that scary. an Instagram um, filter too? I mean, look at that filter. How do, <laughs> she, she looks so happy. Hey, by the way, how do you know they never consummated the marriage? Isn't there any conjugal? They, they don't, they don't have conjugals in uh, really? security. Yeah. So, so she's been married like, to a guy for 13. Is it 10 years? 13, 10 years. They've been together 13 years. What the hell? So I they mean, dated, it, it, they dated it, for three years before they got married. I don't, how does the, how does the courtship work when you're in prison? <laughs> you know, how does, how does the first date work? I mean, this, this whole thing is, this is a trend too, Jerry. We're seeing with these politicians, these female politicians out of yeah. Boston, the historic first, uh, Liz Miranda has a boyfriend who was uh, a convicted murderer in Detroit, who's out on parole. And she met up with him in Newark, New Jersey for a soiree in violation of his parole. His name is corn. He's a nice guy. He's running. She's now running for state Senate because state rep isn't enough for her. Um, and then we have, of course, uh, Ayanna Presley, 
married to an ex-con. What is it with these women that do they think they can't get better than ex-cons? I mean, and it obviously clouds their judgment when they become right. politicians because all of the legislation they favor is, is pro-criminal. Liz Miranda is, is proposing legislations in the state house that would end life without parole. Cause it's not enough that we don't have the death penalty in the state life without parole is also too mean to convicted rapists <laughs> and, and murderers. And uh, they clearly don't care about, you know, Im- hardworking immigrants because we're talking about the murder of one. He's expendable. He doesn't matter. Uh, no. You make a good, I mean, this isn't just a good story, but a good gotcha story because we find out that this, this awful woman is married to a murderer. And we also find out just how corrupt the Boston Globe is. But you point out how the elected the ruling class in Boston has just gone to shit when you think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I mean, these are people, these are people who don't have the best interests of the working class of hardworking people of small business of the things that matter. They are there to advance the cause of the non-working class, the criminal class. In some cases, it is scary. I mean, Rachel Rollins is U S attorney. Ayanna Presley is in, is, is, in Congress for life. She will be representing oh, Boston. She'll be representing Boston for 40 years. She could never get elected. She might be a Senator someday. Uh, maybe, but she certainly couldn't get elected nationally or, I mean, she would never go to the cabinet or anything. Cause she knows no, nothing like that. She's well, got a great depends. The, the diversity, you know, if there's a cabinet of equity someday, no, I, but she would never want to give, she would never want to give up the job security. She knows, oh, that the, true. she knows the media, particularly globe is in her back pocket. She can accuse the cops of being racist murderers. She can accuse everybody of, of being racist and, and, and she could you know support abortion in the fourth trimester, whatever she, any radical nutty thing. And she'll still hold on to that position. That's kind of the case for all these people. It's amazing mm-hmm. how, how powerful the radical fringe is because they're so engaged. Yeah, you moved to Boston. That's the crazy part. You chose to move yeah, into the cesspool, which is I, I, bizarre to me. I, it is truly, it's discouraging. Ayanna Presley's my congressman and my two senators are evil, evil Elizabeth Warren and absolutely brainless dolt uh, Ed Markey. It's, it is discouraging that I have anti anti-cho- anti-choice Elizabeth Warren. She wants to right. shut down all these problem pregnancies, right. by the way, right. she's which is not pro-choice. She is pro-abortion. She's fanatically pro-abortion. She is pure evil, but it was a great job of showing just how, how far off the rails the ruling mm. class in Boston has gotten. And it's going to get worse. I mean, we're going to get to the point, aren't we? Where you know we'll be like Seattle or, or Philadelphia, where crime will spike and people will be looking and say, "What happened?" We'll say, "Well, you elected these people. You elected pro-crime candidates." We're going to mm-hmm. get to that point, maybe in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's all because that's all they talk about at city council meetings. Whenever they make the news, you never hear about it. Julia Mejia last year made the news because she said that concrete was racist, that concrete <laughs> was causing people to get uh, become violent in urban areas. There's too much concrete. We need to do something about that. I mean, there was a perfect picture last week uh, after those you know, the feds, the white supremacists there, they marched around Boston, they did a little dance. They had that press conference in front of the um, police station and the chief of the acting chief of police was out there and behind him were Boston's finest politicians. And it was just perfect. It was uh, uh, Liz Miranda, Julia Mejia, uh, Tanya Fernandez, 
You had Michelle, Michelle Wu, of course, and uh, Rachel Rollins. I mean, you couldn't pick a, collect, a, a quintet there of more incompetent people who only are there to talk about what they look like and who they want to sleep with. That's the only thing that interests no, 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 them. No, no, you forget one more thing, Turtle Boy. One more thing. It's very important in this little tiny spot on the map. Climate change. Climate, oh, change. climate change, we, yeah, right, of we, course. Yeah, I mean, we have to have electric school buses because that's going to... Uh, cool the earth. Well, it all goes in together, Jerry, because climate justice is racial That's justice. Climate justice uh, is, uh, economic justice is, uh, is uh, according to Ayanna <laughs> Presley, is paying uh, off the debts of deadbeats with graduate degrees. Climate and racism, just, racism causes climate change. Oh, that's a good point. That's it's all coming together now. It, it is. Makes sense. Duh. It is. It is from. We needed a thirty-two-year-old with the, with the gender studies degree from BU to tell us right. this, Jerry. We didn't know right. we needed this before. Right. You forget that the mayor, the newly elected mayor, who'll be, will you know, get reelected in a landslide, is a complete lunatic, a a protege of Liz Warren, who thinks while sitting in her office in this small city in the in this part of, can affect the climate. I mean, what kind of, how stupid do you have to be to think that a small city in, in Massachusetts can affect the climate of the globe? And every time I mention this, how silly it is to think that way when India and China and Africa don't, don't get, people say, well, at least she's trying. At least she's doing something. What are you doing? Is like, she? What? I mean, she's not <laughs> doing something. I mean, she's doing something. She's wasting taxpayers' money on electric school buses, but she's not actually uh, going to affect the climate. How stupid do you have to believe, be to believe that affects the climate? It's just remarkable. But anyway, you it's like, are, and, and, and the mere fact that that is how they spent their afternoon at a stupid press conference about some idiots marching through Boston, because that is what they will drop everything for. They won't right. drop it. They won't drop everything. If there's a pothole on your street or you need, you know, municipal services or something like that, you know, things that city councilors are really supposed to do. They don't care about any of that. They are there for the photo ops of them standing in line against racism. White, white supremacy. White supremacy. It's just white so supremacy. ridiculous. And, no, no, and that's not working. The whole white supremacy thing just isn't working. Uh, but it anyway, is great, great, great <laughs> job, Turtle Boy. Go to TV Daily News. Read about Boston City Councilor Tanya Fernandez Anderson. By the way, you can read her tweets, too. She's a complete nut job. Just a complete race upset nut job. And you can see her nice uh, anniversary photo. You know, we haven't seen her wedding photos. You think she got that wedding dress and they got I like, don't a, know. like a chapel, a steeple in the background? Well, was there a toast? Was there a best man toast? How does that work? I don't know, but uh, I can you be happily married to a convicted murderer and visit him what once every two weeks? <laughs> is that fulfilling? Like I don't, I don't understand that. That this is your life. This is what know, you're gonna but, do. Uh, but but read Turtle Boy and keep in mind the Boston Globe left that out of her life story. Wasn't that not hard that to find? She's posting pictures of it. Like, right. Not that that's a big deal. Her husband, her marriage, they left that out because it doesn't uh, reflect well on one of their heroes. Uh, but anyway, great job, Turtle Boy. Everyone check it out. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me, Jerry. All right, we got to get to uh, Shea Concrete. You know what they can do for you? you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New Precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one. Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps 
bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and it's worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment, an upgrade in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, let's get to this. Uh, this, this, this AOC, speaking of woke morons, it is amazing to me that the most powerful, maybe the second or third most powerful Democrat, liberal, I mean, she is one of the reasons Joe Biden has just completely gone crazy, radical, lefty, new Green New Deal, you know, uh, uh, gender, gender, everything for everyone, to, so you name it, just every every single woke issue he's embraced, including destroying the economy in the name of uh, the Green New Deal. It is, it, I mean, you think about it, our president is in Saudi Arabia this week, begging them to pump more oil because AOC and Ayanna Presley and Ed Markey and Liz Warren won't let him pump more of our oil. How nuts is that? How not, I mean, if Joe Biden could change everything. The whole his, his approval rating would go up. People would feel more optimistic if he just today said, "You know what? I decided to tell these radical nut Green New Deal lunatics to go screw, uh, crank up the Keystone Pipeline. Let's start drilling in Alaska. Let's start drilling offshore. Let's start fracking again. We need to to save our economy." His approval rating would soar, but he's so beholden to these nuts that he'll never do that. He'll he'll go down in flames in the midterms and certainly in 2024, still clinging to this notion that if we don't pump our oil, it'll save the earth and it won't end in eight years or whatever AOC said. It's just, he's adopted just the most insane uh, policies because of this handful of dummy, these handful of brainless radicals and the leader of which is AOC, who's an idiot who went to AO, somehow got an economics degree at uh, BU, which should be in BU to abuse everlasting shame. But she didn't mind at all when a bunch of people chased uh, Brett Kavanaugh out of Morton's Steakhouse in D.C. the other day. She didn't mind when they went to his house, went to uh, Amy Coney Barry's house. She said, no, that's the First Amendment. You have a right. She didn't uh, didn't complain. I don't think she said much about the guy who the attempted murderer who went to Kavanaugh's house to kill him. You know, whatever it takes to advance their uh, pro-abortion agenda is okay with uh, She wants to, you know, pack the court, to get rid of the filibuster, get rid of the electoral college. She's just a complete America-hating nut. Anyway, yesterday, Alex Stein, who's a guy who, if, you, if, you haven't, if you're not following him, you should. He's funny. He's crazy. He got his, he kind of made his name going to city council and school committee meetings and doing crazy stuff. He sings songs. He dressed like a, a like a wokester and started talking about uh, you know critical race theory, pretending that he supported you know gender identity and everything else. And now he's in he's chasing politicians around. He's pretty funny and crazy and and just just holds nothing back. So he finds AOC uh, walking into 
the Capitol, I believe, and just does like, you know, a Howard Stern kind of bit kind of thing that I don't know, people do. Minahan does this sometimes, just, just, you know, ambushes, you know, kind of a funny way, has some laughs. AOC plays along with it, as you will see, until she gets back to the office and decides that she was, you know, almost murdered by this comedian. But go ahead. Let's listen. Let's watch. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. Guy says zero <laughs> lies in this video, by the way. Uh, I, I I don't find her attractive. I can't. She's oh, my God, Jerry. She's determined to destroy the country. I'm sorry. That bothers me. I yeah. can't do it. I can't do it. Watch her on Who's- mute. <laughs> Uh, Jesse Kelly does the, uh, the, whatever he goes, I think it's the top 50 hottest women in Congress and she's up there. Uh, but I, I'm, what, I, what can I say? I have trouble getting past the fact that she's just lunatic radical who, who wants to destroy everything that we've built in this country. But that was, she gave the peace sign. You could see, had a little laugh. By the way, she's wearing a freaking mask outdoors, 33 year old healthy, uh, oh, everyone's upset now that I said she wasn't. I, I didn't say she wasn't hot. I just said I, I don't find her attractive because I know it's like. Uh, let me think of another example of you know some attractive woman who's so crazy radical that I can't get past it. Uh, but you most, of them, a, are, you most of, of them are ugly. Guy. Most of them are most of them are ugly. You know they're like. Uh, uh, job, uh, what's the uh, the Elon Omar? She's a little. She's a. Uh, who would be the hottest woman in Congress? I like the right wingers. I like Lauren Boebert. Oh, she's she, wicked hot. She's like four feet tall, but she's hot and she's kind of she's kind of crazy in a good way. But and, uh, and you know, if Swalwell so, hates them, then they're probably awesome. That's true. Anyone Swalwell hates, I like. But uh, get the get the tweet after she got back to the office. AOC got realized that you know she was almost murdered by Alex Stein and tweeted about how awful and no one's there to protect us. Protect you from what? A comedian who was talking about your booty? (laughs) That's that's the point. So a guy goes to Kavanaugh's house with a gun and tells cops he's there to kill Kavanaugh. And she says, yeah, you know, whatever. Didn't what's a big deal? A comedian talks about your your ass and suddenly your life is threatened. Don't forget, this is a woman who said she thought she was going to get raped and murdered on January 6th even though she wasn't in the same building as the protesters. I, I want to get to this uh, January 6th thing quickly before we wrap this up, because it's amazing. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just get to it. We all know, we all know the New York times is not really a newspaper. We know the New York times is a joke who, uh, which, um, uh, 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 which, you know, serves in this case, the administration, they serve the deep state, right? Here's AOC before we get to the January 6th and Ray Epps AOC said, I posted about a deeply disgusting incident that happened today on the Capitol steps, but I took it down because it's clearly something someone's seeking extremist fame. It's just a bummer to work in an institution that openly allowed this, but talking about it only invites more just really sad. She hasn't stopped talking about it since it happened. (laughs) You know what? She should have just said, you know, it was no big deal. Uh, Comedian is a clown. 
she played along with it. Well, when did it become deeply disgusting? Oh, she's like, let's uh, take a selfie. Uh, all right, take a selfie with the peace sign. You should have just left it at that. You seem kind of playful and funny at that point, but uh, forget it. You know, forget it, AOC. We tried. All right, this, this uh, man, I don't have that much time here, but the, uh, the, uh, everyone knows who Ray Epps is. Ray Epps is a government plant, a Fed. Uh, everyone famously, he was there on January 6th, the guy, big guy with a red hat telling everyone we're going into the Capitol. He was directing people to the Capitol. He was on initially on the FBI's most wanted list after January 6th, but someone pointed out he's one of us. They dropped him from that. They didn't get arrested. He never got arrested. All the people there were with him, all the people that did what he told them to do, some who just paraded, some who just trespassed, are still in jail. They're still in jail a year and a half later. It'll probably be two years before they face uh, a trial, face charges. It's it's insane. It's un-American. We've gone over this time and again. Anybody who thinks it's okay what they're doing a January 6th defendant is just crazy. It is so wrong. It's just, it, it should upset everybody. I don't care if you hate Trump, you hate whatever the, the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers. A year and a half in prison for parading, trespassing without bail is just so, it's Banana Republic stuff. But everybody wanted to know about Ray Epps. Uh, Ted Cruz asked uh, uh, Chris Ray about it and others. I mean, everyone knows he's a plant. Everyone knows he's a fed. Everyone knows he was working to encourage, to incite that day. He kind of lends credence to the theory that the whole thing was a setup, that they were trying to get these dopes, these 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 MAGA morons that climb the steps and go in the windows and everything else. So everyone always wondered why he wasn't arrested. People still want to know. That's one of the reasons the January 6th hearings are absolute joke. You're not allowed to ask questions about Ray Epps. You're not allowed to ask questions about why did they open these doors and let people in? Why did they not have uh, the National Guard there to protect the Capitol? Why it's clear to me, at least, that this is what Nancy Pelosi wanted. This is what it worked out great for them. I mean, this made gave them a chance to impeach Trump, and now they're trying to imprison Trump. But you, I, I say this all the time, but if you're going to be totally in the bag for um, one side, or in this case for the for the state, you know, for the administration, for the regime. You got to be subtle. You can't be just so openly uh, about openly partisan, openly supportive. The New York Times is a friggin' joke. It is the media wing of the Biden regime. They tweeted this. They have a story yesterday about how Ray Epps, the only one there who didn't go to prison, the only one there front lines saying, let's go in the Capitol, who didn't get arrested, who didn't get detained. They, that, the New York Times has its story yesterday about how Ray Epps is a victim. They're, one of their reporters, Adam Goldman, an absolute clown, an absolute shill, an absolute uh, Biden fluffer. He tweets, Ray Epps has suffered enormously as right-wing media figures and Republican politicians have baselessly described him as a covert government agent who helped to instigate the attack on the Capitol. They talk about how he has suffered because uh, obscure right-wing media sites have edited videos to make him look like he was inciting. And there was two reporters on this. Both of them talked about how he's been through so much. He got harassed online. They came to his house and wanted to uh, report, uh, wanted to talk to him. That's what uh, 
that's what uh, Revolver News and you know Julie Kelly and these other the handful of reporters who actually cover honestly cover January six and aren't in the bag for the Pelosi and, and Biden side here. But can you play the uh, the Ray Epps thing where he just says we're going in the Capitol? The the crowd actually knows. The guy in the crowd standing next to him starts chanting "Fed, Fed, Fed," because again he wasn't subtle. He said. He directed people on how to get to the Capitol and told them we got to go in. He told the guy to use that bike rack as a weapon. This is this is so much worse than most of the 800, 900 people who got arrested, who did jail time, who some of whom are still in jail. He is the, this is the definition of inciting this crowd. And not only has he not been arrested, but the New York Times said he has suffered greatly. He's been through so much. This whole thing is coordinated. I hate to sound like Alex Jones, but the New York Times, the Biden regime, Pelosi, Liz Cheney, Benny Thompson, they're all working together here, uh, including Ray Epps. It's so obvious. But let's listen to the guy who the New York Times says has baselessly been accused of instigating the riot. Go ahead. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Tomorrow, <laughs> I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we let's need to say go. It. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Base right. Fed posting? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we need to go that, into the Capitol. That guy, that, again, that guy's not only walking free on his farm in Arizona, that guy is being defended by the New York Times. I mean, honest to God, why can't they just say, yeah, he was working with the federal government. He was undercover. It's so obvious. This is the best case yet. The best case yet when the New York Times, when A, you know, Adam Kinziger and Lynn Cheney defend the guy, B, they won't call him to testify or even uh, mention him, mention his name, and C, the New York Times says he's a victim. What more? I don't need any more evidence. The whole thing's a setup. The whole thing is disgusting. I hope in November when there's a red wave, we, uh, you know, flip the flip the house. You can have an actual investigation and call this guy, this bum, before Congress and get him under oath. But that whole thing, man, is that eye opening. All right, we got to wrap this up. Good luck to the uh, AAA Kansas City Royals as they head to Toronto. Oh, oh we got to get to this. Yeah. Uh, this this was a couple of days ago, but it's it's worth playing. It is worth playing. You know, Tucker Carlson asked the question, why, we mentioned it the other day, why is Joe Biden's nickname among his family, Pedo, Pedo Pete? He used, the, he used the fake name, the pseudonym, uh, the, the alias Pete Mitchell, uh, not Pete Mitchell, Pete Henderson, right? That's what Joe Biden uses with his family because whatever, he doesn't want to use his real name when he emails his kids or his family members and somehow Pete Henderson became pedo Pete as in pedophile Pete. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and as Tucker said, maybe it's cause he showered with his daughter. Maybe it's good. Uh, but this was this, he can't help himself. Can we admit he can't help himself? This is Joe Biden the other day after his, you know, pretend bike ride and some, 
awful parent sent his child up there to get a hug from pedo Pete, but let's watch. He also looks like a complete corpse in this video. Uh, I know he does. He does. Man, when you get him out in the bright daylight without when the, before the mortician does his, his magic, he does not look good, but uh, I, I, I bet that kid smells good. He's, I mean, that's like the flasher at the schoolyard with the raincoat on. They just can't help themselves. They're those demons. They can't control the demon. He can't stop sniffing kids' hair. Is that a girl? I couldn't even tell if it was a girl or a boy. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a, girl. a girl. And she moves away from the president who is trying to sniff her hair. All right, let's finish up with Kamala. We got to do it. Just We got to do it. She just never, she just always delivers, doesn't she? <laughs> I can't even listen to a word she says anymore without getting distracted on how dumb she is. It's just like she's reading lines written by someone else and she can't even get that right. This is her, uh, I think two days ago, talking about transportation and how important transportation is. Go ahead. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. <laughs> you have to get to go. You know what I can't get past when she says together. She loves that word oh. together, together. Every time she says together, I go, oh, God, this is cringy. Everything she says is so cringy, but I got to get used to it. That's our next president as uh, maybe... <laughs> I don't know when, I don't know how, but uh, that is our next president. But all right, we will leave it there uh, for today. I know we didn't get to everything, but uh, had to get to Turtle Boy. Great job by Turtle Boy. Check it out at TB Daily News. He's got receipts, man, pictures, tweets, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. Wedding photos, <laughs> anniversary photos from a Boston city councilor who is married to a murderer, which was not reported in the Boston Globe. I love it. Uh, Anyway, thanks to everybody for uh, watching and listening. And oh uh, man, everyone's upset that I said AOC wasn't that hot. Everyone loves her. <laughs> I know. Liz Liz Warren. No, Liz Warren's Liz Warren is the coldest looking woman. I don't care. Even if you're into your grannies, if you're into that gilf thing, Liz, Liz Warren looks so cold. Doesn't she just look yeah. so? Ugh. Jerry's more of a Pelosi guy. We all know this. For, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, how about the new one? Maya, Maya uh, Flores in Texas. Mm. Yeah. You know what? She's like a hot tamale. She's like, she's like a breakfast taco. She's as unique as a jalapeno. (laughs) She's like a chulupa. (laughs) I like her too, but maybe we'll do our list of, I don't know, 10 hottest Congress people. One of the, uh, Kristen Sinema is the hottest and uh, she's a uh, Democrat, but she's kind of a crazy Democrat. She's a bisexual Democrat, which is a little, little wild when you think about it. She's a sitting Senator. Real, she's a, real quick, by the way, before I know we got to get out of here, uh, British open. We didn't talk about it at all. Oh, got, give us the leading, leave give us the leaders. Um, Cam Young is in at eight under on the first Ooh. round. Eight under. Wow. I thought about him. There's a wild card. I, I'm in a pool. I went off. The, I got crazy. I went with Rory. He's in second. Good. I got Rory. I got Cam Smith again. I'm not giving up on Cam Smith. And I got Will Zalatoris again because uh, I'm not giving up on him either. Uh, Rory and Cam Smith are both T2 right now. 
Um, Excellent. Excellent. Tiger just good. Tiger just finished the first hole, put it in the water, made double. So no, yeah. wow. Oh, good. I think I'll go become a British Open zombie and watch a little golf. But we'll leave it there for today. You can come. You can join us tomorrow. If you subscribe, if you subscribe, we're on Locals tomorrow. You must go to Callahan.locals.com. You got it. Callahan.locals.com to join us. We're uh, we're not uh, free, but we are cheap, and we'll be there for you every Friday. Join us. Uh, you know, we'll take some calls. Oh, by the way, we have to get to uh, Ironhead's uh, stand-up career. We didn't flush that out the other day yesterday. We're going to do that tomorrow, maybe. We'll... Uh, We'll uh, get some of Ironhead's best material for when he was a stand-up. I don't know. Up-and-coming stand-up. Did you make any of the big shows, any of those uh, Netflix specials or those kind of things? No. You know what sucks, though, is I lost all my joke books with my guns in the bottom of the lake. Oh, That's right, like, right. I'm sure you remember. I'll, I'm sure you remember one or two. Well, I want to I hear some of your best material tomorrow. But we'll leave it there for today. Thanks, Ironhead. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning only on Locals. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. The Mass GOP stands on the side of the taxpayer, on the side of parents, and on the side of law enforcement. If your priorities align with ours, we need you to get out and vote Republican. Go to massgop.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution.